on this episode of Buena Vista and Main Street. I won't let my personal feelings known, but I'm going to let my personal feelings known, if you know what I mean. I don't have any insider knowledge, guys. So <laughs> this is not written in stone. They should hire us, Jenny. We're so smart. <laughs> yes, Disney, just hire us to fix it. <laughs> just go, go wait outside the... Just start the lineup. So keep your arms and legs inside the ride vehicle. And here we go. Good day. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Good day. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Buena Vista and Main Street from whatever time of day you're listening to us at. Oh, we just like to cover all our basics. That's really, right. Yeah. Me. I just started it. And now I can't stop. Yeah. Uh, so the past few episodes we've been talking about uh, some of our favorites, but we're taking a little uh, unintended interruption because there's only one thing currently that everyone is talking about, um, and that is the big news that just came out about um, the changing of the CEOs um, going from Bob Chapek, um, who has been the CEO for the past year and almost two years I think um, and going back to the previous CEO um, Bob Iger uh, for the next two years so he signed up for two years um, and then they're trying to look for someone else uh, to take his place after those two years um, so we thought we would do kind of a special episode we don't normally just talk about some sort of news item but we thought you know what everyone's probably talking about this anyways and we started talking about it and then we realized we should probably just make a recording about our thoughts <laughs> feelings yeah. you know <laughs> how are you how are you feeling about how this you, change it's like a, a therapy session how are you feeling about what's going on currently yeah. in disney um yeah. we thought we thought we joined the the caravan of information and news and see what's going on mm-hmm um i know that that when the news came out i instantly knew from like 15 different people from myself looking on facebook to direct messages to text messages to it was the most exciting news the other night last week is that uh the board of directors of disney let him go and hired back or brought back out of retirement because Bob actually retired. Bob Iger. So I feel like I should just call him Iger versus Chapek. Yeah. And I might slip up because I don't like calling him Chape. I'm not used to calling him Chapek. I just call him Cheapskate in uh, common to talk because I just feel like he was. So if if I say Cheapskate, I am returning to Chapek because it's one and the same in my brain. I'm sorry. I won't let my personal feelings known, but I'm going to let my personal feelings known, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, and I found out because Jenny texted me like right away when she found out and we had a little like, what? And I had to call her right away. Anyways, it was just a big thing because uh, I haven't really like delved into my feelings on JPEG as CEO that as deeply as Jenny has. Um, but I will say that it wasn't my favorite. Um, I think he was kind of brought in to 
Mm, recover. I use in quotation marks, but you can't really see them. My hands um, recover for like, you know, post COVID times. Um, but, and no one, no one, no one would be uh, able to do that without getting some sort of like, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. But I think he's made some decisions perhaps that could have been made differently or not at all. <laughs> like i anyways um so yeah i i yeah i've seen better ceos of disney so yeah there's been much better ceos of disney he's not he's not one of my favorites obviously as you already quite around folks um but we all dreaded him coming in his background is in uh parks so this is the sparking a debate whether or not the next CEO will come from the park side of Disney, which I think it should. I might be alone in that viewpoint. I feel like there's a lot of viewpoints that people think it shouldn't come from the park side, but I think it should come from parks. Um, but he also came from a background of amusement parks over theme parks. So there is a difference that Disney is more of a theme park versus an amusement park. So he came from those flag parks. I'm not going to disparage the name, but those, those parks that have flags in them, multiples. Yeah. And uh, those theme, not themed amusement parks, the difference I guess would be the, well, the feel of them, uh, the types of, rides that they have disney definitely has we've talked about this many times more attractions than rides so more of an experience when you get onto a ride than like just like a ride uh so there is definitely some differences between the two and so coming from an uh, amusement park side that's a completely different monster um <laughs> Than, than a theme park, which is what Disney is, right? Um, so, yeah, I think already just him coming in with that background, it's just different, and it and it was different, one hundred percent. Well, and the uh, the other debate and that the people have been saying is the debate about theme parks, not not just Disney. Disney's not just theme parks now; it's now this digital content that they have on in that space, that streaming content. And his knowledge was not there to bring about the the ability to bring what they needed for that streaming content within Disney. So I'm not surprised he's gone. Yes. Um, he also made a few blunders, which we will delve into those a little bit um, throughout his time as CEO. And some of them, actually, I forgot about a couple of things that he did um, that at the time I was like, really, Disney? Like, what is going on? Um, <laughs> I forgot about them. I literally did. When they happened, I was like, what? Um, and then I forgot promptly uh but when i was looking back um reading some articles and stuff online about like some of the things that he as ceo i mean he wasn't the only one that making these decisions but um yeah he has to be the 
He's the chief. Hail the chief. Um, so of Disney. So he kind of has to take some responsibility. But yeah, there was some things that I took completely forgot about. Um, so. And I know as Disney fans, we had much rejoicing that he was gone because we enjoy. Uh, there are some blunders or mistakes he made as well. But as cast members, I feel like there has been the freedom or the feeling that magic is back. I think it's just a different way of, of running a company that Bob Iger had versus uh, Chapek. Even when Iger just started and like, and released the email that he was coming back, it was like, let's bring back the storytelling and let's bring back the magic, not magic, but the stories and that type of thing, which I feel I was missing because when you come from a amusement park, you're not used to having to tell stories. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's one of the biggest differences or problems I found with cheapskate. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. You're just going to call them that all the over and over. Uh, yeah. Culture in a, a, within a company, especially like a corporation like Disney is really important. And so I feel there definitely was a lack of that Disney culture that Disney is known for, especially um, amongst the cast members and stuff. So uh, yes, there was definitely some happy rejoicing of cast members, former and current um, about uh, I Bob Iger coming back mm-hmm. for sure. Culture, culture makes everything different. Yeah, it it's the thing that kind of drives whether or not you're going to be successful in a company. It really is. Um, I don't have a business degree, but I work for a really good company that cares about culture. And if culture is off, we all know it before anyone else knows it as a as employees. So, uh, culture is really really important. So I feel like. If you are a CEO listening to this, why? Um, but <laughs> that would be amazing. But why? Uh, don't take my advice. But I would just say as an employee, I've never been a CEO, but as an employee, um, spending a little time and money and effort in culture is really important and will save you money down the line. Just yes. will. I've worked with multiple companies about, <laughs> with multiple cultures. And every, I think every company I've worked through for uh, culture has been a big thing. I think as part of the driving reason I've ended up with different, the places I have because the culture is important and, mm-hmm. um, and and it doesn't have to be the big things. Sometimes no. it's the small things. So yeah, yeah. If you're uh, where you're working doesn't have some sort of culture, then and you hate it, there's a good reason for it, but. Yeah, employee satisfaction and culture is linked. Thank you. And employee satisfaction was down and culture was down and therefore guests experience was down and therefore um as as fans put it not so gracefully or, or flat out said the magic was gone. And the magic shouldn't be gone. And it's the cast members that make that magic as we know. Well, as some of us know, I guess. But yeah, so it's if you don't have the cult, the cast members or your employees on board, you're not going to have it, and no, you're not going to exactly. make the money you think you're going to you're making. Yeah, 
exactly. That customer guest satisfaction um, is really important. But that really does feed off the culture that you're giving to your employees who are then taking that culture and spreading it to their to your guests. Uh, so it's it's really is like a trickle down effect. You have that culture, then your employees buy into that culture and they're like, yeah, let's do this. We're great. And then they're going to spread that joy or and magic or whatever to your guests and spread the culture that way. So I've seen it happen. <laughs> it, it can work, guys. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah. So um, with that, we can talk about some of those changes that Mr. Chapek has done that might have uh, led some to some dissatisfaction amongst um, fans and almost, I would say, almost cast in some ways, too, because mm-hmm. they they like what their company is doing. So if they don't like what their company is doing, then they're the decisions from above that they just have to enforce. It kind of it sucks. So, yeah, exactly. And then they get unsatisfied with their work environment. But yes, what can we do? Um, I would say one of the biggest ones uh, that I think affects cast members and people Mm -hmm. that work for Disney corporately um, was that Chapek wanted to move. um, And they still do Disney. I don't know if they've come back on this. They might. Um, But they wanted to move all of the headquarters and stuff from California, where it is, to Florida. So (laughs) asking your employees, like, this is what I don't understand. Like, how can you ask your employees to be like, you know what, guys, I know you have like families here and stuff, but we're going to move you to Florida instead. And as a Canadian, like if we're moving from one province to another, like sure, it's a little different in that other province, but it's not quite the same as I feel in the States. Like I feel like there's a lot that's different from state to state, whereas in Canada, we're kind of more cohesive. It's not as hard to move from one province to the next um, necessarily because we still have co- cohesive laws and um education systems and all of that is kind of cohesive within Canada. But in the States, if you move from one state to the next, there's a lot of stuff that can be different. And so I think asking, asking your employees to basically move from one side of the country to the other side of the country is a lot. I don't know. (laughs) If you ask me, it's insanity. It like, okay, I'm just going to put it out there politically. You're moving from a democratic state Mm-hmm. to a True. far right republican state like mm-hmm. you're asking them to change it's not even just changing where they live their postal code their families yeah it's going from one sunny spot to another sunny spot but it's changing your like having to deal with other political views that are stronger and different yeah for the majority, not well, I don't want to say a majority, but I would say a, there's a big percentage of Disney cast members, especially if we're talking about things like um, the LGBTQ plus communities. Um, there are lots of cast members that are either a part of that community or um, have family members who are. So I feel like moving from one con- one part of the country that is 
like very supportive of that community and whatever to moving to another part of the country that is not. That's kind of a, that's kind of a slap in the face. I feel, especially if you've been with Disney for quite some time. Um, so you're like, well, now I have no value. Like now my, my opinion doesn't matter anymore. That's right. Um, so yeah, I think that was kind of a rough, that was just a rough, and I don't know what's going to happen with that. Who knows? Um, but I know some people have moved, some people have retired, some people are still in California. I think there's still many talks that will probably happen about that whole entire situation now that Bob Chapek is gone. If I had to guess, that's my guess. I don't I have any insider knowledge, guys. So <laughs> this is not written in stone. <laughs> and this cast members we're talking about, we're not talking about like they're just going to close down the Disneyland California theme park. We're talking about the external cast members and mm-hmm. uh, create creative teams and that type of thing that we're mm-hmm. trying to move from one to the other, which seems ridiculous if you ask me. Yeah. It just seems ridiculous. But again, financially, I can see it. Florida gives bigger tax breaks probably than California and that type of thing. So financially for a company, but not caring for the money bottom line. Mm. But really, this goes back to culture and what you want to like, you need to promote culture. And one of the things about culture is, in a, within a company is showing that you care about your employees. That full stop. <laughs> Caring about them, their families. Yeah, no, no, you know, the bottom line isn't that what we care about? Like making money, uh, making our shareholders happy by me uh, making these poor decisions that's going to make us more money. No? Okay. Now, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's a, it was a terrible choice. And I've mm-hmm. told, it was one of those ones that I totally forgot about that he decided to do. Yeah, me too. But it was one of the ones that just stuck out with me when I was going back to look because I was like, oh my word, like that is, that's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask. It's a big ask. Mm-hmm. Very big. So let's talk about the next big thing kind of that he brought into our parks system that we're um, also excited about and is doing eh, totally overall. And that is the lovely Genie Plus system. Oh, Genie Plus. Um, I just read today that it has now gone to an all-time low price compared to the all-time high it was at a week ago so the swings of the pendulum of that and isn't getting used as much as people they think it would um yeah guests aren't happy with it guests don't want to use it guests aren't using it if they don't have to yeah well, that makes sense. I mean, it's extra money on top of what you're already paying to go to the park. And I feel as someone who has been going to the parks for a long time, that you used to be able to pay a certain amount of money for the day. And like you would go for however many days. And that amount of money for your admission would cover all of the rides and 
fast passes, which is what Genie Plus replaced. Um, and so you didn't have to pay extra for it. You paid your one price for admission and then you were able to use the fast pass system um, to skip the line on some of the rides and not skip the line. It wasn't really a skip the line. It was more like a fast forward through the line because there's still always a line. Um, but yes, like that, that's what I um, really appreciated about Disney. And then they brought in, what did they bring in last, first before Genie Plus? Whatever that was. Uh, fast Pass Plus. Oh, when they got rid of the uh, paper Fast Passes in Disney World, they brought in Fast Pass Plus. That You didn't pay any more for that. That wasn't any additional. Right. You just had to pick it like 6,300, a million days beforehand. I can't remember how many. 90 days. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot of planning pre in advance. Um, which is fine. Again, that's fine. Like it just meant, um, whoever your fast pass runner was, we had one, um, they didn't have to run around anymore to get fast passes. Uh, but that was still, that was still okay. Changed. We got to hang out more than we did before. So that was totally fine. Um, but now instead of the already really expensive park passes, now, if you want to use that same type of skipping the line, it's not skipping the line, though. It's just fast forwarding past some of the people in the regular line. So, again, you never get to skip the line, guys. Um, <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, it's not like a skip the line. It's literally like, hey, I'm going to join this shorter line, but I'm still going to have to line up. Uh, but now I have to pay to do that. Yeah, the on top of my already expensive park pass. Um, yeah, it was the the choices that they did. Disneyland had Max Pass, which they Max which passing. they brought out instead of the because they didn't know go completely paperless. They still had papers, but you could do a digital form, which is Max Pass, which was playing a little bit more. Yeah. But we didn't mind doing it. But you could ride unlimited amount of attractions and times on the attractions. That's the, the big yeah. um, drawback is uh, the the one attraction per day. Not one attraction. One time on an attraction per day. So if you're going to use it for Snow White and the Seven Doors Mine Train, you can only use it once. For that for ride. ride. You could use it for Space Mountains once. Well, what if happens if that's all you want to use it for, Space Mountain? Like, why is Disney being so stringent on that? I don't understand it. No. And I just missed the times when you didn't have to pay that little extra. And you could still do the same thing. I get that they're trying to make up for COVID times when there was less people. But if it was like a superior product that was like... Um, I don't even know what it would have to be for me to want to pay for it. Something. <laughs> Everybody says if it was a serious prior project, like an express pass at Universal Studios, where right. there is no lineup, yeah, you go directly uh -huh. and get on front of the line access that you paid for. People would be more okay with this. Disney's never going to have that 
And I know how many people are like, why doesn't Disney do that? They're never going to do that. Do you know why? Because there's always going to be people that want to buy it. And there's always going to be a lineup. It's not going to be what mm-hmm. you think it is. No. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with Genie Plus. Stay tuned. I think it's going to get a little bit of a revamp as well. But I'm not, again, I'm not in charge. I don't have any insider knowledge. Um, but Disney's not going to. Disney is smart enough, probably, <laughs> probably, um, <laughs> to not continue to beat a dead horse. So if something isn't working, I think that they'll probably change it. Um, so, and ever since they brought in Genie Plus, there's been issues and changes, and mm-hmm. it keeps changing. Sometimes, I, uh, as someone that has to know it, it's hard to keep up to what the changes is, what the pricing is, because the pricing's changed. How you get them changed. You used to buy it with your tickets for Disney World. Now you buy it separately for per day. And you can only get it at the... Like, Disney, make up your mind. Yeah. Charge me Let's an extra all- $7 a day and just add it to... And just bring back Fast Passes. Literally, I would be the happiest person in the world. Yeah. Like, I don't... I wouldn't even mind paying a little bit more each day I'm in the park if I didn't have to pay a lot more to use Genie+. Plus. Yeah. Included in the cost of the ticket. Okay. That's all we're saying. People would rather just have that included and then do set up some like digital fast pass something that comes with your park pass. It's not that hard. Anyways, um, (laughs) they should hire us, Jenny. We're so smart. (laughs) Yes. Disney just hire us to fix it. Oh, and listen man. to your guests. That's the other thing I feel like they haven't been doing is listening to what the guests want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. They're the people that come to your parks that are going to continue coming to their parks. Yes. And we'll tell totally. other people to come. Yeah. Genie Plus. Sorry. I love it. I hate it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the other big metal structure that you also hate? <laughs> Uh, this is so uh after we got this news of the the change i did send this giant uh, i sent a, a picture a gif to my sister and said can we please get rid of this first and that is the giant metal structure of harmonious that's in epcot yes otherwise known as the stargate if you've ever watched stargate atlantis um it is the giant structure that sits out there all time ta- all the time this shows theme park versus amusement park right there because a theme park or a Disney, the plan was, and still could happen that that stuff gets moved every day. They used to move the big globe every day out into the middle, back to the back that could move. They do not have to live there all the time, by the way, they don't, they just got lazy and cheap. Disney shouldn't be lazy and cheap. And it frustrates me. Um, that that has been the way this is the same mm-hmm. complaint and i'm gonna comp- i know i'm when i go to disney world when we go to disney world i'm gonna complain about it uh, but it is the same complaint that people have with the new guardians of the galaxy rewind is that the giant show building that's a giant gray box right behind it has nothing on it. Disney, what are you doing? 
Sight lines are important. This is the same company that I praise for building Tower of Terror the same color as the Moroccan Pavilion in Epcot, so you can't tell the difference. Sorry. You can't leave a giant structure out in the middle of the lake and be no. okay with it. That's not okay. It's also the ending of that uh, Harmonious is actually coming to its end soon, by the way. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Who knows what they're going to do next? A different Harmonious, probably. But Probably. There you go. Yeah, the giant Stargate. That was another uh, Chapek era finish off. Uh, it started with Iger. I get it. It started before COVID. It's been on the books for, but their plan was to have it move. Why did you stop? <laughs> Sorry. Because of money. money. It's all Cheap about skate. money. That's why. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is one of the biggest issues, I think, throughout Bob Chapek's time as CEO is just being so focused on the bottom line, which I mean, I get. Like, you, you shut down the parks, which is like like the worst thing really for Disney is shutting down their theme parks during COVID, but everyone had to shut down everything. So like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I just feel, I feel like if your guests are happy when they get there um, to the parks, they're going to come back yeah. multiple times. Right. But if your guests get to the park and they're like, well, this is, lame they're not going to come back like they're just if they're like well this has been better or whatever so yeah I, there's different definitely differences and choices we could go on and on about the differences there's a funny video that I watched and I sent it to you with someone one of the blog Disney blog sites you can go on and find it where they showed it's a video of, of what it's like to stay at a Disney resort and everything in that Disney resort video is no longer a thing so we could go on and on about you know you can make your get on the magical express that they got rid of you can get your magic bands which you no longer get you can get your uh, fast passes early, which are no longer included. Like everything in that video, it no longer applies. So it's, it is kind of funny. The only thing that still applies is the free transportation once you get to the parks. But getting to, to Disney, you don't get that. Which I get. They are building a big, giant, rapid rail transit there. And it should be done within the next two years. But... What did they think we were going to do till then? Like the thing, it gets to me every time. This gets to me as well every time. The faster your, your guests get to the resort to drop their bag off, the faster they're spending money at your resort. The more time, the more options you give them to A, have to pay to get transportation there. Now they're going to let spend more. They don't have that in their budget now for extra souvenirs. They don't have that in their budget for um, getting there early enough to go and do all these things within the park. So you're actually taking money away from yourselves. 
sorry, as a if they're not in the park fast, they're not spending money. It's true. It's very true. It's even for us, like we are planning our Disney World trip and we have totally done this trip differently than we would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Because because of transportation and um cost of tickets and what we want to do like everything is different so we've had to change everything that we wouldn't how we would have planned our trip last time not how we're planning our trip this time so including a shorter stay at a disney resort yeah we're staying less time at an actual disney resort and more time and time at a different another theme park because it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore, right? So no. Why would we do that when we could do something else? So yeah. It's kind of like a casino. If people leave the casino, they're not spending money within the casino. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. That's why they don't have windows or clocks or they don't know what time it is. You're not same thing. You get them to your theme park the fastest way possible. I know the train's coming, but it's not there yet. Exactly. And the buses weren't costing you that much money. Again. Again, Disney. You just missed out. <laughs> ah, there's so much. So there's lots of park things that they're missing out of. Um, the other thing that, of course, this says Disney's just not a theme park company. Obviously, there would be no theme parks without some... Uh, media entertainment so when we're talking about the media entertainment side of disney that's another place where a parks guy might not been the the best choice for a ceo but if you had a strong media 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 and entertainment executive or vp or whatever you want to call them i don't even know what they are to him um that might have made it better i feel like that was another weak point because they're Bob already got rid of that person off out of the executive already since he has gotten back. Um, could have been part of the problem. Mm-hmm. So we were I, one of the things we were talking about is what we're going to talk about for Disney news today because one of the things. And then I said, oh, we could talk about how uh, Disney's newest movie is Strange World is doing wonderful at the box office. It's actually doing horrible at the box office. And this is where my lovely sister then chimes in and says... Well, I said that I had didn't even know that that movie was coming out until last week when I saw a preview. How do I not know that that movie is coming out? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. But anyways, here we are. I had no idea until I saw the thing. On, like, Wednesday or something like that. I think one of the the the, the difficult things... There's kind of two... With this Disney media company, one of the major confusions sometimes even I have is a the a the marketing's terrible if it's coming out in theaters, yeah, or b it's terrible unless it's unless it's coming on a streaming platform. I don't know what's coming out into theaters, and I don't know what's coming out into theaters versus on a streaming platform. Sometimes, like there's a confusion there. When they yeah. bring it out. 
Well, and I think the other problem is too, like Disney Plus is amazing. It's great. Um, but there's been so much focus on Disney Plus, which is totally fine. But like, then I don't know, like this is what happens. Like, I don't know about movies that are coming out because I don't maybe necessarily watch cable. Does anyone? Um, so that means that you as Disney have to figure out a way to like advertise movies that are coming out into theaters somehow, whether that is, if you're going to focus so much on Disney plus, maybe you do like a preview as soon as you, this would suck. So don't take this, (laughs) this would totally suck, but it would be great. Like this is a great marketing thing. Um, maybe as soon as someone opens the app on Disney plus, every time you have to watch a preview of what's coming out. Um, that I don't want personally as, as, a, as a consumer of Disney plus, I don't really want that, but that would be an amazing way for me to know, Hey, this is coming out into theaters. Um, I mean, I knew that Wakanda forever was coming out. So I don't know how I knew that, but I didn't know about this one. You know what I'm saying? So like where well, there must be, there's some sort of disconnect I feel between what's coming out in theaters and what's not. You you said it yourself, like, what is, what's coming out where? When is it coming out? Yeah, what's going on? I, only reason I knew that Strange Strange World is coming out in theaters is because I went and saw Wakanda Forever. And it was a preview on that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And I think I saw one preview about it like a year ago, six months ago. On probably something else I saw in theaters. Maybe I didn't see it in theaters. But when I don't know what's coming out, like the last Disney movie I've actually saw in theaters, that's not Marvel or Star Wars or one of those other franchises, but Disney, it has been a long time. Yeah, exactly. That I Like I know that Wish is coming out <laughs> because I really want to see that, but I, I didn't know anything about Strange World until last week. So... I can't be hyped for it if I don't know if I don't know about it. Uh, so yes, that that's our first Disney news. We're kind of like meandering our way in, um, but that is one of the news pieces. Um, is that Stranger Things? Stranger Things. It's not Stranger Things. Strange Worlds, not at all. Stranger Things um, is out in theaters, but mm, has not gotten very good reviews. So, and people think. That it shouldn't have been put out yet. I think they rushed it for some reason. And Mm. it's like, it's going to have a tremendous, they're going to hit. It's going to take a loss and a big loss. And the reviews for the first time in 35 years, I think I read today, it's getting terrible reviews for a Disney movie, which is not what you want to hear. No, it's not, not the right, not the right type of review you want for sure. The content in the movie is really good. But I just don't think it's, um, they had to release it in theaters I just, just re- because of some of the content. They couldn't just put it, but I don't know if it was, if it was strong enough to be a Disney release in theaters. But mm. yeah. That being said, talking about theater releases, I was reading another article where other CEOs, Mainly, I was reading an article about the CEO of AMC Theaters. So AMC Theaters is their the biggest movie theater 
watching franchise in the U.S. So it'd be like the Cineplex or Landmark Theaters of of Canada for us Canadians. And he was super excited to have him back because he, based on, he, um, he said that based on the box office grosses, Disney is the biggest filmmaker of any movie studio. And Bob Iger coming back to, again, Lee Disney as its CEO is a big deal. He wants to shout it from the, the roof, the mountaintops. I have absolutely the highest respect for Bob Iger. And he's just excited to have those well done theatrical releases again. Mm-hmm. So having big dynamic things, not just going to Disney Plus, but yeah. coming to theaters again. So it's excited. It's exciting to have other people excited about it, not just fans of Disney. In other yes, ways. exactly. But it, I think it goes back to what I was saying before about Disney and storytelling, that the focus has been so much on Disney Plus and having all these series on Disney Plus that they forgot why Disney's Disney in some ways and why things that go on Disney Plus could have, like Hocus Pocus 2, probably could have brought in big numbers in the theaters. Yeah, because everyone wanted to see it. So like, I mean, I don't really because I don't like Hocus Pocus, but um, everyone who's a Hocus Pocus person really wanted to see it and they all did. Like, so they totally could have put that one in theaters. There was a missed opportunity for more money out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like Disney's just making some, has made some missteps in their media department about movies going into theaters versus going online to uh, Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right away. So. Just because they're, they're losing money, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that's one piece of Disney news. We knew that we were going to kind of tie that in with what we were talking about. Um, The other Disneyland, one other Disneyland piece of news, well, there's two actually. Um, One is that Toontown is opening up again. Woo! So you can go visit Mickey Mouse at his house. They've done some uh, refurbishing almost by the sounds of it, the whole Toontown. So a little bit more mm-hmm. able to go and visit in things and have more experiences. Like Goofy's Garden looks super exciting now with a whole like musical playground feel to it. So having some more uh, uh, energetic spaces, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Places where you can let your children get a little bit more of that energy out rather than just attractions all the time mm-hmm. is a good thing. Yeah. So I'm excited for that for them. It's kind of gives you me gives me like uh, interactive queue line vibes of like Disney World. So it looks yes. very fun too for kids and adults as well. I can't just say just kids. I was going to say kids and of any yes. age. Yeah. And then going to see Mickey and Minnie in their house is back again. And they've done some refurb. Mm-hmm. So there's might be some surprises while you walk through their house to go and see them as well. So that's exciting. And then because they're opening Toontown back up, it also means that they're opening Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is exciting because 
I don't know. I don't know if it's exciting or not. I don't know. I'm, we haven't ridden it. We don't have any idea. We will ride the one that's in Disney World and we'll report back. Um, but <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I think this is a good a good time for them have to open it back up and get it all there because it is they are cele- going to be celebrating the 100th year of Mickey Mouse because it's his 100th birthday. Mm-hmm. So focusing on his kind of house and his new attraction and Disneyland is going to be super exciting. So, um, And it just means that you can again ride Roger Rabbit is going to be there and it's still open. So some of those things that you're used to. But there are some changes, supposedly. Yeah. So go see the new Toontown. Yeah, make your way to Mickey and Minnie's house. Woo! It's on the double. I don't know. Um, not on the double yet. It's not quite open yet. Just <laughs> go go wait just outside. Start the, the lineup. The game. Start the start the lineup now. It uh, opens soon, but just not like. Also, it's maybe not tonight. It's a great night to go. <laughs> go now. Uh, Operators are standing by. Uh, Toontown opens March the 8th, and Minnie and Mickey's Railway Runaway. No, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opens January 27th. So just in the new year. Not right now. Do not line up. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's got a long wait. Pack a sleeping bag and some snacks. Just kidding. Don't don't go yet, guys. Don't go. Don't go yet. But the, there are some uh, great pictures online if you want to go see what the reimagined Toontown mm. looks like. It's looking pretty mm. fantastic. Makes me want to go to Disneyland. Can we go? Well, we're going to Disney World right. first. So okay. let's do that one first. <laughs> one Disney theme park at a time. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, oft, often that's enough. One at a time. Um, I think that's it for our Disney news. Uh, and also this episode. Um, so we just, thanks for coming along with us on our, on our journey. <laughs> um, I am really hopeful actually, um, that Disney's going to do some reimagining, um, reimagineering ooh, of their, <laughs> some of the things that they've done this over the past couple of years and see what's working, see what isn't. Um, I'm sure that that's probably that always happens anyways with any new CEO. So I'm sure that's probably happening with Bob Iger um, just to see what they can salvage, what they need, might need to change. Um, so just stay tuned because things might be changing or they might stay the same. We don't know. I don't have any. <laughs> I got nothing, guys. I just I'm just hopeful. I'm hopeful. You're hopeful. You're like, I don't know what's really going on. It could be changing. It could be not be changing. It could be staying exactly the same. Well, he, I think there's changes coming because him getting back into that role and then within days having people leaving the company. I think it's, I think you're safe to say there are some changes coming. <laughs> there's something some things are Um, happening i don't we don't know what they're going to be what's going to be happen maybe we won't actually we might not actually see it right away these changes could take some time to change um Mm -hmm. but i am excited to bring back a storyteller and i think that is what they're going to be looking for for the next ceo when they come in is and also someone who's a fan of disney yes thank you like I feel like I feel like Bob Iger is a fan of Disney. Like he likes Disney. 
So I feel like that in itself is already a plus in his favor. So. And we could talk 20 for 20 minutes or 10 minutes or who we think the next CEO should be. We're not going to do that because no. <laughs> just, just in case you were worried, we're not going to talk. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Um, no, no. But <laughs> I think, I think Bob's going to know who it is. And um, they're going to, it, they might not be perfect because he only has two years to bring him, bring them forward, wherever they may be, and uh, get him set up and going in the role. But I think that he will choose the right successor. I don't know if he had a lot of choice with his last successor. So I think he. Has big shoes to fill, but he, I think he's going to build a team that's going to be able to carry on his vision. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. We need a fan of Disney that's a storyteller. Maybe we should just run Disney. I'm shaking my head emphatically no at the same time. I mean, I already said I don't have a business <laughs> degree. So. And you've never been a CEO. I feel CEO. like already that's. Yeah, and you've never been a CEO? I've never been a CEO. I've, I've already mentioned these several times so please take everything i've said about business and culture with a grain of salt i'm just telling you from my Mm -hmm. own experience um i don't actually have any professional degrees or anything i mean i have degrees but not in business so uh with that being said um please feel free to chime in with anything you might be looking forward to with um, Bob Iger coming back. Um, maybe you loved Chapek. And if you did, you thought, hey, he was a really good CEO. I like I'm sure there are people out there that do. Um, let us know why, because I would be fascinated to know. I just want to know. Like I, I wouldn't hold it against you. I just am uh, curious as to why. Um, that would be amazing to understand. So let me know if that's you, because <laughs> um in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Buena Vista and Main Street. Uh, you can also subscribe to our podcast anywhere you get your podcast and you'll never miss an episode um, by either following us on Insta or Facebook or also by subscribing to us um, because we sometimes we go a couple weeks without recording. It's just how life is. And then we record and post like within a few days. So life. Hashtag life. <laughs> Hashtag this is not our full-time job. That's right. <laughs> Such is life. But yes, let us know. I don't think anybody out there is a huge JPEG or Cheapskate fan, but I could be wrong. I could. There could be someone that's like, he was amazing. <clears throat> but I don't know of anybody like that. So, yeah. but if you are, let us know. If there is an, anything about... Uh, Chip, chipbeck or cheapskate or chipbeck, um, what that you really hated, and then we didn't talk about, and you were like, "Oh, this is my my grind, my axe to grind, the hill you would die on," um, that he wish would go back to normal, pre, ah, uh, chipbeck era. Just let us know. We tend to call different Disney times with different CEOs eras. If you ever notice that, chipbeck era, Iger mm-hmm. era. Eisner era. The Eisner era. Yeah. Eras. That was the era I grew up in. So that's that one I know. <laughs> so uh, if you want to go through and say, ooh, I love this or I hated this about the 
Chapek Era. Let us know. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you.